Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Tom's Bulge. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. What? What? What is it? What? 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 If you're hungry, finish your hamburgers. Eat the buns. You're not thirsty. You're not touching the water. The orange juice, the cranberry. What am I supposed to do, huh? Make you a margarita? Shut up. Shut up. This has been going on for two hours. Be quiet. Here's a muffin for hooch. I got a muffin for hooch. Here's a muffin for hooch. I got a muffin for hooch. Here's a muffin for hooch. I brought a muffin for hooch. Here's a muffin hooch. I got a muffin for hooch. Don't eat the car. Not the car. Oh, what am I yelling at you for? You're a dog. Cue the theme song. No. What kind of dog are we talking about here? Oh, very, very, very big, very large, very tall, very, very wide. Massive. Ugly. Uh-huh. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to stand out on the porch all night long? Give my Molly a turner. Make one yourself. Hey, shut up! I'm a policeman! What's your car tone? Oh, you're not gonna do it. You don't have what it takes. Would kill you? You're right, I don't. He does hooch. It's an interesting sensation, isn't it? Scott, case of bad breath, regular or minty? Thank you. Oh, you stupid! Oh, woof, 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 right. Yeah. See what I did there? We're doing our second. And maybe, thankfully, second last animal buddy sidekick movie. Uh, this one had a hill to climb, folks, let me tell you, because we were following up last week's episode of Canine with this week's Turner and Hooch. Uh, with the, uh, I mean, much more powerhouse lead actor Tom Hanks, uh, Beasley the dog, and... Um, a couple of other people that uh, will stand out here. Mayor Winningham, Craig T. Nelson, Reginald Vell Johnson. And, you know, some other faces around. Uh, and some guys you actually have never see again. So, yeah, not too many more faces, but just a few. You recognize things here. But uh, Mr. Tom Tom's our main guy. And, you know, the buddy, buddy cop formula comes together with a dog as his sidekick. Uh, we, we found a bit more information about this 99-minute movie, thankfully uh, short, as you kind of want these comedic drama things to be. Made for around 13. So if this was made for 13, interesting to then look back at K-9 and say probably less, so maybe closer, because we didn't really know. We couldn't really find out how much K-9 cost to make, but... We guessed like 10 to 15, I think. So maybe on the lower end, if this costs 13, because looks a bit better as an initial stabby stab out there and made 71 million. So very successful movie. People were hungry for buddy cop dog movies. Yeah, this movie was huge when it came out. I remember um, when it did. Like barely, this this got I more. remember a lot of hype. Yeah, like back then, right, 89, this was released. Back then, like you caught movie trailers at the movies on occasion, but they never used to play them like they do today, right? It was just more rare. And like, I mean, back then, 
cable TV for me, I think at the time was like a couple of channels. Like maybe by then we had 12 channels in 89. I can't quite recall when then like the the cable boxes became the thing with the endless cable and Iron Chef was discovered, you know, that age. When was that? 90s, early 90s? Or was that happening in 89? No, that would have been 90s for sure, I think. The uh, 89 I'm trying to think about, Jesus. So I'm, what, I'm, I'm around nine there. Yeah, that's like uh, like my dad, I think, is still getting me to turn the channel. Yeah, like, like the he's knob, like, right? He's like slapping my head. I'm sitting in front on the couch on the floor <laughs> and he like, Bob, go fucking change channel. And yeah, you click it forward because you only have whatever. Right. Maybe I maybe kinda, the nicer <laughs> places have like a satellite or something. I got a little dark, dude. <laughs> well, you smacked you in the head to go change the channel. Well, yeah, like a, uh, I'm sure like a notification. More of a, not, I know, I know. I, I took it dark. I took it dark. It was a lovely family scene. No, I like it. It is funny to think back. Stories of abuse on the movie podcast. Yeah, so I used to kick me in the head and say, change the channel. Yeah, I wait till I was bleeding till I moved, though, because fuck him, right? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> if we're all just gonna share stories we do, we of our, our father's now, anger. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's exactly where I got that. I, I left my nice job. I left my Thank skateboard you. in front of the door, which was at the top of staircase, and then my dad would call me to come around the corner, and I would, I would be in the basement, and he'd be like, "Colin," and I'd come around the corner, and he'd kick my skateboard down at me. Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> <laughs> he told me so many times not to do it. Oh and it God, like stuck man. it stuck into the wall at the bottom of the stairs at the front end of the skateboard so he went to drywall <laughs> what's teach the, me a uh, lesson what's the what's the <laughs> limits on child abuse how how many years need to pass before you can't be charged for that anymore uh, yeah yeah uh, and like you? what you ever get like <laughs> caught by accident take one in the teeth or something then then what kind of a situation are you in like god oh, damn right? it and then whose fault is it in his mind? Should have moved. You taught the lesson that I was intending. I did anyway. move. I did, mo- I did move out of the way. Good thing you were quick on yeah, your feet. Yeah, thankfully. Hence yeah, the a, drywall. A truck in the a truck in the teeth is no joke. So yeah, that I would've... can speak for uh, experience on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, back to happier uh, times. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Scott Turner, who is in a California community, um, not really a real one, but they call it Cypress Beach. He is a investigator at you know this smallish town where not much happens, and if things do happen, the sheriff's department, which is more of a uh, a state thing they have all the expertise of like you know handling murders and things like that uh so scott wants to move on up he's going to go to sacramento to be a quote-unquote real cop and so reginald vell johnson uh decides to quit after the nakatomi plaza incident really scarred him for life so he nice. wants to come to this small town to be an investigator and instead finds a uh, murder in his first days there so that's really fun for him but he ain't the main guy it's our boy scott turner who one of the community members, this is a super tight-knit community, um, by the way, is this old man who got this crazy dog. And that old man sticks his nose where he shouldn't. Uh, and him and Scott have a kind of relationship, you can tell, in the short time they spend together. And that guy gets murdered. So Scott starts investigating while breaking in the new guy, while having to take this freakishly big French Mastiff um, who is a little bit crazy and drinks beer and eats chocolate chips, which is, you know, not very good for a dog. Uh, and so, yeah, they want to solve this crime and Hooch is kind of the main witness. And then there's like uh, some crime and some things uncovered and boom, on we go. Turner and 
motherfucking hooch. It's so funny so, to me the dog that they picked for this because it does look like a junkyard dog, like just like, <laughs> just you know, it looks like that smashed fucking mess of a dog. But this dog's actually like a French like nobility dog, right? It's yep. like from Bordeaux. So it's uh, it's really funny because I mean I didn't know that until I looked it up after the movie. Until then, you think it's like some kind of a mastiff or something like that. That's um. You know, but it's this fucking fancy dog and it's just made to look <laughs> so trashy. It's like when you take Brad Pitt and he plays like a homeless guy. This, yeah. This this movie for dogs. Like 12 Monkeys. Dog racism. There you go. Still so Brad it, Pitt underneath though. Just give him a bath. So apparently yeah. it sounds like Henry Winkler was originally directing this movie for yeah. like two weeks and then yeah. Katzenberg fired him. Yeah, and, I heard uh, he the only. He, comments Winkler made where he got better along better with Hooch than Turner so oh, I'm wondering if Tom Hanks had something to do with him getting yeah, fired ru- ru- so I, 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 I saw that too and yeah and the Fonz I saw something else that said that um, Ron Howard who's obviously good friends with Harry Winkler having shared tons of times together on uh, happy days happy days thanks man uh, anyway he confirmed like that yeah they, that him and Hanks had a falling out on set and like freaked out about some stuff and the studio was like we like hanks better than you winkler so we'll wow. replace oh, you with oh Roger i didn't know it was Spotswood. him i thought it was the i thought it was the studio guy that he didn't get along with i did not know it was hanks no that's turner. what that's what ron howard said yeah. yeah henry winkler said he didn't get along with turner yeah so, so yeah. That's hanks yeah so roger spotswood came in to take over um and Bro. if you don't Get know Roger what Spotswood. Roger Spotswood has been into, then you're in the same boat as us, a Canadian, British director, writer of film and television. So I don't know like what else he would have gone on to do. Um, but he certainly did this. Um, and so you know what is I thought that directing in this movie was mostly fine. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. It looks much better than K-9. Much, much better. It does. It looks like a typical... Um like a like a Hollywood budget movie, you know, yeah. with a, with a leading star like this kind of, it it looks like it should is I guess what I'm trying to say, right? It's it's uh, proficiently done, nothing exceptional, but nothing that I think really takes away from it. Yeah, yeah. How about it's that fine. for a milk toast answer? <laughs> Colin's like, yeah, it's all right. It's good. There's uh, there, there's some humor <laughs> in it, and uh, with the music and stuff like that, there's. He uses that well. I don't like most of the music in this film. Yeah, I, I, I guess it kind of goes. I hate with the movie, but I hate the opening. I hate the okay. So we talked about this when we were watching, and I actually thought it was a good bit of fun. I was like, because I was like, I think it was a Colin who was like, or me. I can't remember anyway. It was like, who? What the fuck is this music? And then we were like, uh, I guess it's jazz. And <laughs> someone yeah. said it's it's bad jazz. It's bad it, jazz. And then Brent said it's baz. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, if I get around to it, I'll I'll uh, stitch in maybe a little bit of it right here. But that's yeah, kind of like a, got like a hallmark of the '80s, though, isn't it? That bad jazz, like 
be like a night scene coming into like an office tower where a sexy woman is working late and be like it's like it's like happy but then like there's the sad chords the minor chords but then it like always is coming back to the it's like blow my brains out please it drives me insane it's very cheesy and we we so Tom Hanks obviously leading the way here. Um, I got no complaints about Hanks in this movie. I mean, he 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 goes for what was required here, and I think he does it well. I actually found his performance in this. Um, looking at this now, I was like, oh, he, he's like Adam Sandler does a lot of this stuff that Hanks does, like the outbursts. He has a lot of outbursts in this, and like, oh my god, I did this, and oh my god, yeah. he's always like totally like 10 octaves higher screaming and going nuts in this i mean uh, colin's uh, little um quote from the, from the show he actually had to cut out a whole bunch and brent if brent had done it like hanks did in that scene screaming while hooch is running down the the thing at him that would have been like i don't know it would take a lot so he like he throws himself in very much like sandler i don't know what do you guys think about hanks in this movie no, Hanks yeah. is big. I remember this. This was young Hanks. Hanks was was this guy, right? Like, think about the burbs with Hanks. It's the same yeah. outbursts, right? Like that was kind of his, you know, it was kind of his thing. That's that's his character. It was his right? shtick at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I like it. I like this Hanks. I find that to be like charisma, a little bit. Like it, it makes him likable, and it's it's a bit much sometimes. But overall, I think it's a nice little bit of character. Um, a nice little something that's endearing about him i guess right yeah i feel like this was also kind of before he started taking um um bigger uh risks and chances with his career oh he yeah was playing this is a very safe safe movie for someone like him to uh to be in so so it uh it was in, it's interesting to see how he evolved as a, an actor i i always yeah i always really like going back and watching his early stuff because Big was in 1988, so it was the year before this. Oh, I thought it was um, after. And then Dragnet, what, 87? Dra- yeah, Dragnet was around 87, 88, right in there. Um, I still haven't Dragnet, finished Dragnet, even though Brent made me buy it. I still haven't completed watching it. We could do that because I, ha- like, no. I have really fond memories of that movie, but I think oh, now it's like it would be very... Because it's spoofing something I also never watched, right? I never watched the old Dragnet, so I don't get any references to that or or homage or, or throwbacks to, to like anything like that. But so like this also came out the same year as The Burbs and uh, also right in this time was Punchline with Sally Field, which oh, is an I interesting love, movie. Okay, I fucking love Punchline. I've seen Punchline. I've not seen that. Not that long ago, and it is all about stand-up comedy. Yeah, and it is fucking great, Brent. You will love it. It's he's Sally more supporting Fields. in that one because yeah. Sally Fields is the lead. Well, they're both but the leads, he, but he's kind of split. Yeah, okay. It's it's her and Sally Field, Tom Hanks, and John Goodman plays Sally Field's husband. I mean, the whole cast and is good. All the other comedians. Um, are Damon Wayans is in it as a comedian. There's like lots of legit comedians in it back from the 80s but yeah that's a great movie that that i think was one of the first performances where hanks was breaking out of this mold because it's a very dark character that he plays in that movie and uh, it's a dark story and things go bad for him so um yeah we should totally do that sometime did you know hanks did an episode of happy days 
Yes, that's where he kind of I think got going. That and was then like he fired well, fucking he, Henry he Winkler. Love boat. Well, he done taxi. Then he did like Happy Days, Family did Ties, you guys, and then Splash did you guys see, was his first big one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's actually that's right. that would be an interesting one to do because I don't know if that would be like overly comedic for him. He would be he would I'm be charming sure. and stuff. And like I the man watching. with one red shoe is another and kind bachelor of weird party, funny one. which I've never seen, but I'm I'm aware of, like as as kind well, of famous oh, movie. I watched the vanities. I saw a bachelor party a ton oh, because because when I was a kid, me and my brother and my older brother found out about it, and obviously it was a movie that was one of those movies that showed girls' breasts in it when we were teenagers or kids. Holds and up. so bachelor party, it's bachelor party's terrible. Splash, I tried to watch like a couple of weeks ago and couldn't really get into it so i think mm -hmm. i got maybe 20 minutes into it and was like uh bored out of my fucking mind did um, you see bonfire of the vanities colin bruce willis um yeah our, our, I don't our know. lady melody I've griffith i've seen it but forgot Morgan it freeman yeah i, I don't know see it's after that that when in the 90s like hanks did a league of their own which is totally different for him and he's he's quite enjoyable in that if not a little over the top but like in a really fun way i think it suits the movie if i remember right and then like philadelphia came out in 93 and then then you're talking everything changes from there bachelor party actually has a donkey show in it as well too <laughs> which once again as a young kid um and there's a donkey show i was like quite um confused by all of that yeah so i think that also made um, me watch it okay so i haven't i haven't seen bonfire of the vanities i'm assuming it's a more serious movie i think it's a dark comedy like a but like um philadelphia's got to be his real break into that's when he won his serious, oscar right yeah like that's, that's that looks oscar. like the first maybe some tv stuff i'm not looking at but like aside from uh, the league think of league our of their own, own is, is a a I, think, I think a league of our own is like probably from looking at his filmography like that's that's where he changed that john, was a have bigger you, stretch have you for seen, him john have yeah. you seen punchline yeah oh, it, but long so ago but yeah, long ago course, like I, I i remember it, i saw it on late night tv one time and i was like never heard of this movie but then i was like that's tom hanks okay i'll watch and then i saw enough of it that i was like i went back and i, I more purposely found and watched it again and it was good yeah. but i haven't seen it for like over 10 years for sure yeah, I, the writing was really good in that and the like once again i watched it a few years ago or maybe it was within a year and uh i was quite shocked at how good the the writing was in it yeah i think so. i like really like sally field in it too she she did a good job. Anyway, we got to talk about Turner and Hooch. Like ramble, holy shit. Um, <laughs> We're talking about Tom Hanks. He's let me let me say Turner and Hooch. I I know and and yeah, like kudos to Tommy Boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, so this movie. Um, let's just jump to uh, something so I can get the discussion back on the rails here a little bit. Um, and say the inciting incident of this movie is at 17 minutes because I had a freeze frame going on when Amos has the knife in his back and it's at like 17 something, which is a little late um, for a movie, especially a 90 minute movie. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, like in general, I wanted to talk to you guys about the structure of this movie because it's a little peculiar to me, the structure because um, like that that incident starts late we spend a lot of time warming up with Scott and we get a later than maybe normal introduction to his love interest but then we spend a lot of time 
uh, through a point of the movie, there's a 20 minute stretch where it's about either him and Hooch or him and her, where we're not doing anything towards the investigation. And the investigation scenes are like, I went into the office while Hooch was eating my car and I worked some things out and then Hooch like ran down the street. And then later on, I'm working more things out, kind of moving the case forward and uh, Hooch is farting in the office at the same time. And then like the last 25 minutes, we like come to the conclusion, but then we need an extra long end because like, unfortunately, well, you know, we lose Hooch at the end, which is sad. But then that has to drive the next series of five minute content where we have baby Hooches. Yeah. Brent, did you cry? I I was pretty sure Brent was going to cry. I didn't cry, but I... uh, Not even when Tom Hanks was like talking to Hooch on the bed. No, that was I, that was rough. I mean, it's yeah. sad stuff, but no, I didn't cry. You can make me cry now. I didn't cry about it then. I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, got me thinking about Tank. Tank. He should have. He looks like Tank. Yeah, because he looks so much like Tank. I okay, think. so I will say, uh, Puppy Hooch at the end. Yeah. When he opens the door and he's like got those big ears and his skin's yeah. all wrinkly. Yeah. That's what Tank looked like when he was a puppy. I, I have a, or I used to have a Pipple and we adopted him at six months and that's what he looked like was just skin hanging off his body. <laughs> yeah. He's he looks amazing. so weird dogs like that. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think of, I think one thing this movie does like excellently is the, um, well, I feel the relationship between him and the dog by the time that goes down. Like, yeah, you do. When they, when they, ha- when they, because there's this movie spends a considerable amount of time on their issues that that like Hooch is tearing up the place while he's out trying to buy buy the food and the soap and everything and comes home to the demolished home and then all the troubles that they have in the car and other places and then finally in the last bits anyway when they're when they're like doing the stakeout and um and go into like go get Boyette um. It's uh yeah like I feel I felt that so they did a good job of that I felt the connection between these two more than the canine couple yeah and the the scene in the car where they're in the stakeout is a was a good scene to um to kind of shore that up yeah um where they're hanging out and stuff and they're yeah, he's they, talking they to him because he's bored yeah, yeah he's just bored and uh, he he wants to talk to uh, <laughs> he wants to talk to somebody so he talks to Rich. Yeah, uh, and there's a great scene too, or after that, where he's sitting on the couch on the phone talking to someone, trying to get them to help him with the case, some lo- some law enforcement, and uh, yeah, and then he hangs up and he sits there with his arm around Hooch and he's like petting him yeah. while he's thinking, and um, it's almost like the relationship is, uh, like evolved to the point now where where he's just like he's just like snuggling and petting him without thinking about it anymore which is uh yeah you know they never they'd never been right so i think that's that all that stuff all is structural structurally it's good and it works well together but john's right there is a huge lag in the beginning of this movie i don't know if it's at the end of the first act i think it's more like the beginning of the second act where he meets the girl and we just completely leave the case and his job for like a long time too it long. made me. It made me start asking, like, what's wait? What's this movie about? And um, yeah, it, there's it, seven minutes. This movie is 97 minutes. You could have cut seven minutes out of that stuff and and really sped it up a bit. Yeah, That's like, the thing is, like, seven minutes doesn't feel like a lot, but I do feel like that could have cruised things along. Yeah, it's just you don't need as much 
of what we're getting from it. I don't find the case makes any sense. I don't find the way that they solve it makes any sense, to tell you the truth. So perhaps that time could have been in the movie, but spent better explaining uh, the case work on this. It's, it's all just hooch barks at a guy and then runs at him. He doesn't know the fucking dog from anything. He doesn't even know dogs. I mean, technically, he's supposed to be an OCD guy, which we don't really ever see fucking queue up either until it conveniently leads to him finishing a paint job that the woman had done. And um, <laughs> when, that's the police thing. He's seen work that, too, but, but right, I don't know. He goes to his desk. All we see him is writing at a desk. And then hooch barks at a guy and runs. And the guy runs away from a dog barking could, at him I, which makes I, sense any fucking it does gonna I, do it. that's what i was gonna say right the guy could have instead of running away down the street he could have like just stepped back inside the church and closed the door maybe and been like and the dog would be barking and then tom hanks would come over all the cop station could come over and be like what's going on they'd be like i don't know like get your dog away from our guy and they would have taken the dog away and that's the end of it right no one yeah. would have been like murder you're the murderer you I mean, did the way, it. Like, the way they set it up, though, I mean, Hooch specifically targets that guy and goes yes. after him. So it it works for the movie, but it told, it's yeah, very right. maybe he doesn't that, Maybe he doesn't like Italians. I, I don't it, find it works for the movie. I find very, it incredibly stupid that he's well, like... Well, no, it's, it's, that, it's convenient. That is the guy. For all you know, that guy came to the fucking dock one time and kicked him, right? Like, dogs yeah, that, aren't the, just memorizing one person. They don't just want to bark at one thing usually right like he might he could hate a number of people well you gotta well, to, i think you gotta to swallow me, that hooch is a little special i think right which fine me, but then tom hanks is special for thinking that that's the fucking i that's our lead suspect in the murder case now it's a little far-fetched well, for me well to me the only thing that doesn't work about it because i think it it works in the other the other uh, elements of it is that that the coincidence that that Hooch is looking out the window at the exact moment that there's a wedding across the street and the guy that murdered his fucking owner was at the wedding right there out the fucking window for Hooch to see. Like, the odds of that happening are... I mean, I guess it's a small town, but, like, what's that fucking guy doing at that wedding? Like, what? Like, this, is that, like he's a... Isn't he, like, a low-level thug employee? He's going to people's weddings? I he's a part-time yeah. photographer. Wasn't he taking pictures or some shit? I, I think he's he got was a, taking that, photos. I think um, like Boyette's operation is, I think, a little tighter than it's made out to look. Because I, I, I thought the same thing. Like if that's Boyette's assassin, but like Boyette wouldn't need an assassin, right? He's a money launderer. So he'd probably have some guys who are like handy with guns, but he likely wouldn't have like someone who's killing people for joy on the reg like some ex-militia guy. So like it's, yeah, I think I thought it was funny that he, that guy was at the wedding. Like, why would that guy go to your fucking daughter's wedding or your nephew? What, yeah. I don't even know whose wedding it was. Someone, someone to do with Boyette. It was yeah. Boyette's daughter. Was it not? I don't know. I can't remember now, but yeah, it had something to do with that. So like, anyway, then, it's so funny then that he looks out the window and sees him. Yeah. And like, it's a big and, coincidence, but like, just then, like Tom <laughs> Hanks saying that he's the, now the, um, what do you call it? This, the number one suspect is a bit of an overreach. But like to, for him to want to talk to this guy because Hooch was chasing him is not, not bad. But, uh, but for him to just protest now, oh, well, he's the number one suspect. That's pretty crazy. Well, totally. Gonna... Ask the guy a question. Hey, do you know why my dog might fucking hate you so much? Yeah, like, uh, what's your name? Where, what do you, who are you? Like, do you, like, if, and then he finds that he works at the dock. 
and then I'm, you know I'm fine with all that. Races. Yeah, then start. That's why he goes after him to connect it. So then he knows his dog was interested, but that's not the entire reason. He asks them one question. The guy's like, "Holy shit, your dog's crazy." He'd be like, "He'd be like, I just work for Mr. Boyette," and they'd be like, "Connection, okay, that's fine." Yeah, that's now I'm going to investigate. Like, so the other thing that happens that's really funny that ends up helping the draw the movie out to do the other things romantically that that Turner needs to do with Hooch and with the lady vet um is that the I don't know if it's that boy um sorry um coach what's coach's name in this Craig G um, O oh, uh yeah I don't know what it is in this I'll find out uh he's chief chief Hyde okay Howard yeah um Chief Hyde, yeah. I don't know if Chief Hyde was squashing the investigation, but someone just someone didn't go check the the last known address of this suspect suspected murderer. They didn't go to the hotel and flash a photo. Like they just called and was like, "Is this guy here?" And he's there, like, "No." And so <laughs> Scott was right to like lose his mind that that little simple piece of police work didn't happen. But it's also like quite funny that this really could have been as simple as. Exactly like you say, one question, I work for Boyette. We talked to Boyette. This is his last known. We went there. We we ID'd him and picked him up, and we matched like his prints to the knife. Case solved, right? Like, it's so simple. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know who Tanks is talking to on the phone, who lets him down at that, if those are the guys from the sheriff's department, because this movie definitely does the 80s and 90s trope of, ah, oh, this is my jurisdiction, your jurisdiction i'll fight you over the case it doesn't matter that there's been a murder i want the fucking clothes that bullshit i hate that bullshit in movies now but this is yeah. like early on for that I stuff do too. that's what that was what was so always so good about the wire was that no detect nobody wanted cases in the wire because yeah. when you have cases you have to solve cases yeah so like and, and, and then don't. they pile up on your desk and so then you have to like answer for why they're not solved and then your boss gets in trouble. So, like, that always made sense to me that they're like, no, it's not my turn. Somebody else gets this one. And yeah. all they care about is arrests, <laughs> the, the higher ups, right? So they're like, I don't care that you haven't built a complete case. We're going to do these so I can get my stats and I'll look good to the chief yeah. and we're good. And they're like, but you're fucking our case. We have to hand over evidence and discovery and they'll know like we know everything and they'll just change. It's like, I don't give a shit. Get on but my there's face. a scene where Craig T. Nelson comes to the dock when there he's fighting with the uh, the state police or whatever, and uh, he knowing that Craig T. Nelson's the bad guy because it was when I watched it again last night because I we didn't see the whole thing the first time and Craig T. Nelson I think he doesn't believe they're very good and so when Tom Hanks begs him to give him the case he's like yeah these fuck ups I'll give it to them because they'll never solve it. Yeah. So I kind of got that feeling that 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 happened in that moment. I I think so too and Yeah, he, so that he, kind but of he worked. knew like he thought Hanks was going to leave in 2 days. He didn't know he was going to get obsessed over it. He didn't know probably that about his relationship with the old man either that he'd take it personally a little bit. And then he thought David the new guy would completely bumble it. So he's like, "Yeah, you guys can totally fuck it up and then we'll kick it back to the sheriffs. No problem." Um, the other thing too they establish is when Tom Hanks goes there, he's he he to go visit the old man. He's he tells him that he's going to try and put Hooch Hooch on a leash, and Hooch gets away from him, gets out and attacks Tom Hanks. But yet at nighttime, when there's a guy running around the docks and there's all that noise, he goes out by himself, and Hooch cannot get out of the the i don't know what it is like a a boat or a, a houseboat yeah. until it, he jumps through the window 
but yet he got out so easily when Tom Hanks was there. Well, the, he said he didn't have the strength the anymore thing. to rope him. But 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 the dog wasn't tied up when it was barking when he gets stabbed. He was just barking at the bars, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe he. So like, the how the him. fuck did Hooch know. get get out? The I guess maybe the door was open. Yeah, yeah, the door was open and he just mishandled and, him. And at this the time. time he jumps through the door glass to chase the guy down. Yeah, the guy didn't have to kill the old man watching it no. this time. I, like I, that that old man saying, "I know what you're doing over there." I'd be like, "You're the least believable old man ever." So like, no problem. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Get off my property." I'd be like, "Okay, I offered you money. That's it." Even if he said, "I'm gonna introduce you to my dog," I'd be like, "Okay, he's got to walk back like 50 feet, and he's slow old man. I'm just gonna leave and close the fence behind me, and I'll tell Boyette he's crotchety, but he didn't see shit." And that's it. Yeah. That's the end of it. Instead, he's like murder. I do like. <laughs> yeah, right. I do like, however, that like he, the dog startled him, and that's what caused him to leave the knife behind. You know, as evidence. I like, I like that. Like, that's fine, right? Because you got to make the the case simple but engaging enough for the audience. It it ends up having me feel this movie that like the, like the case is kind of really simple. Um, and so they just it's kind of made it feel more like background noise. The only thing that mattered was the final the final scene not the not the not the case solving i like case solving right i like going through it and being like oh that's interesting what will they find oh this is interesting but in this i'm just kind of like meh it's not really too complicated like we know we know which is why that scene where the dog barks at that guy in the church is so fucking pivotal and shit because like imagine this case instead right hooch is barking out the window turner goes to look to see what he's barking at he sees that guy looking at Hooch and being suspicious about like just exiting, right? Yeah. And so he passes it off. Okay, well that's weird, but not going to think anything of it. I'm not a dog person. Dogs bark at everything, right? Then he's checking out, staking out somebody or looking at something or or talking to fucking Boykin or whatever, right? And um or Boyette, sorry. And then he sees the guy. And then there's a connection. And then he fucking puts more to it, right? It could be it could be a a 30 second thing right yeah and but it automatically do... makes their case work it, it brings in something beyond the dog oh, hey so. oh and and coincidence yeah well, like they they kind of but they're trying i know i see what they're doing though they they want it to be like active and the chasing and then they get a car oh. and they the, the car chase and all of that stuff jesus the car chase but but uh, I do like that line where he screams at that kid about his mom having a bad choice. In cars. I like that he knows the kid, right? That's what I'm going to say. It's such yeah. a small town. He's like, oh, police, can move over, Ernie. And he starts going. And then he's joshing with the kid about the mom's car not having the thing. And, and he they are they established he can't see very well. So yeah. like that helps the guy get away. What I hate, what I hate is that the fucking guy driving... 15 car lengths ahead can look out his back window and know that that Toyota is now with the cop and the dog and everybody. Yeah. You ever been in tra- traffic, Even the folks? shot, even the shot. You can't see the person next to you Even hardly. the shot of the car behind him is so far in a distance and there's nothing to indicate yeah. it's it's dangerous But to he him. knows, so he, he goes just knows off. it's oh dangerous. He just like sees a car and it's like stupid. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. of that the, stuff is dumb. That's bad. But that's, that's the thing, too. Bad. If this is supposed to be a small <laughs> town, you're saying, right? The infrastructure is big. People get lost big. The uh, It does not have a small town feel to it. Not really, no. It's it's like um, um, a, a suburb to a major metropolitan area. 
which yeah. is maybe what it is because some of the some of the communities out there in California are kind of like that, just very segmented by quote unquote state lines, community or whatever. Right? Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's I'll accept it. <laughs> I guess you kind of have to. So then, uh, so, so then we're left with like another big part of the movie, which is Scott versus himself. Uh, and overcoming his neuroses to find a woman that he likes and, and loves and courting her, knowing he's leaving and freaking out and then banging her and telling her she smells great and forcing her to make you eggs so you can correct what, her shit. He's like pretty That ironic. fucking drove me nuts. The egg scene drove me nuts. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was like, I was like, he is such a fucking prick. He like gets up and then he's like, all right, make me eggs. And then he's like, I'm getting out of here. Clean I'm too up. tired from you from fucking you, he said. Yeah. And then he leaves and he's like, clean up the place. Yeah. I was like, that interaction was not romantic. It wasn't cute. It came off kind of, you know, kind of. It brought, it brought it back to their beach walk scene where she told them that the thing would just hit him. And then they were romantic and kissing and you knew it was going to the bedroom and it indeed does. Yeah. But then he has his, ah, it's the thing. So you kind of forget. What do you guys him. think about the dog wrecking his house? Because like, I, I don't mind that Hooch gets out. First of all, that door, they, they made <laughs> that made door look like paper mache or something. This is the nice. cheapest house. Yeah, they should have, man. They should have fixed that. But like then Hooch, like <laughs> instead of Hooch, like. I don't mind the idea of like Hooch going out to the fridge and getting a beer and then like because he used to do that at the old guy's house or whatever and certain things like that. But Hooch doesn't just do that. Like Hooch systematically goes from room to room to room to room, destroying everything in the house. Yeah. Like destroying everything in the house. It made like, me is ask. That like, a what the is fuck that a real dog have? thing? Like, do dogs just walk around and destroy everything? Like, yeah. I, maybe some can, that's a yeah, thing. Some, yeah, some yeah. do. I can tell you, for example, that that dog tank that I was referencing earlier, yeah, when he was a puppy, um, about a year old, we left the house and we came back and downstairs, the middle landing and the upstairs, there was fucking shit broken and tore up everywhere. He'd even eaten the wall. Yeah, they go so, a little nuts. It's either okay. it's either like a nervous okay. reflex. It's either a nervous reflex or they're like. Master doesn't like when I do this thing. When I uh, when I annoy him, he's right on me, right there, paying attention to me in a bad way. But it, but paying attention, so I'll bust this. Oh, nothing happened. I'll bust this. I'll bust this, and on and on it goes. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no fine. So yeah, it it could happen. Um, and I so I don't mind that. Um, I don't know. Like maybe it it's okay that it happened, but we just didn't need as much of it. And then the barking outside, like it takes time for him to even let the dog in. Um, and then getting the dog to eat and do stuff later. Like it, we, I don't know. There's a lot of time spent with that part of the dog, which would be fine if it was him and the dog and a more exciting case. Um, but then there's like, I don't know, plenty of time. And the vet is not only like his love interest, but also like relevant to, to, to like be the, the, the woman who, you know, has the dog die on her table. And she's super aggressive too, which is fine. But like he, she, they would have never had sex had she not like been so forward with him. No, he was pretty. He was pretty. Uh, I mean, he's probably it, trying to avoid. It. He was leaving, uh, like the next day or two days later. I mean, but at the same time, yeah. No, she's straightforward. There's no. There's no. He's like, oh, I got yeah, to like unbuttoning like, a button on you. She's like, I got a lot farther than that. 
Yeah, he, she's like, have you thought about having sex with me? He's like, yeah. And she's like, I thought about you fucking the shit out of me. Let's do it. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He's like, oh, I guess so. Let's, Let's do go. it. Yeah. Which that's believable. <laughs> but <laughs> Man, she certainly seemed to wear him out. He couldn't even handle making he the He couldn't egg make later. eggs, yeah. He's, he's like good at cracking those eggs, though. The one-handed crack in the eggs. Yeah. 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 He's a good, good cook. But then she well, starts just, doing the reach around and off we go again. that ass. You know yeah. what I'm saying, boy? Yep. Sorry about that. So I, then, I did get the chemistry between them, and I felt like the romance was believable. Yeah. That, that, they you know, they go right into knowing each other. It's To me, there was a bit of a familiarity there that seemed a bit rushed, but otherwise it's not a I, super problem. I accepted it because of the whole, they used his neuroses for the paint to like have them do something that they connect on. And and that that was fine that that happened kind of quick because they then they share some glances and I think as he's leaving her place that night he gives her this really I don't know this big tirade about their whole future together and how he's gonna wreck it which I don't know if that's very attractive but then he pulls it off with a joke at the car about his dog so I don't know it it, it kind of it kind of works it kind of works what what happened to um uh what's the the guy from Die Hard's name again. Reginald, Reginald Vell Johnson. Johnson. So what's that, what happened to Reginald there at the end? Because he's in on a lot of stuff with um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom he says take a like, nap and be ready for what we're him. doing. He's helping him. But then at the end, though, Hanks goes by himself with Craig T. Nelson, who he already knows is the bad guy, but yeah. he doesn't invite Reginald or anything like because Reginald's not he, there. He kind of did. Involved. No, Reginald, he kind of did invite uh, and because he's like Reginald it's just pulled him and up. Hooch. He tells Hooch to cover the back and then he. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying I agree. I don't know where he went either because oh, he, okay. he yeah, seemed to gone. indicate that he was asked to be there. So he must have told Scott no. He's like, Scott, if, you, if you're asking me to come with you tonight to do something that will jeopardize my job, I'm saying no, man. And well, Scott's that's, that's like, all okay. I would have needed. There you go. They should have that scene with just those words. I know. There you I, go. I'm left wondering where him. he is. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it feels like he either bailed on him or, or was late or I don't fucking know. But like bad shit went down because of his fucking absence. Like he could have been <laughs> helpful. He's. I he know. It's weird. Up. He's a, he's an enjoyable sidekick to Tom. He's like he's like funny enough in the scenes. I don't get some of his jokes. Like take my jacket can wrap it around your neck i mean i got it the hanging joke thing but the whole taking the jacket didn't make any sense to me and then he has another line at the start which seems to make sense until you think about it where tom is like have you ever done a murder case before and the guy's like i moved away to get away from things like this and tom's like shit and tom takes that as like oh you know you don't have any experience but if you listen to what he said he's like i left because i was around so many of these things i didn't want to work on them anymore so he's like yeah, yeah i've seen a lot of murders and murder scenes but he doesn't say that he just i guess he hasn't and he was lying or it was just a clunky line as probably that sounded cooler than it actually was yeah i don't know it's a weird one that but Reginald Veljay is is fine in this. You guys have any complaints about his him as no, the? No, he's okay. I'll never complain about the Vel Johnson. What a never. fucking pleasant man. Ten that out of is ten. To watch but every the, time. the thing about this movie, though, I did find, and I don't know if you guys felt the same way as we 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 were watching it, and we kind of got off track when we were watching it. And then even when I was watching it again by myself, I do find it a little boring. It wanders because there's three it's just stories. Boring. Like like that's I, exactly like, it. I don't feel that invested in it, and I don't feel like the stakes are very high. I, I don't That's know. Right. To me, like, uh, I don't know. They've already like, killed the guy. Like, the rest of it, the stakes are gone. It doesn't matter I if he finds I out will the say guy's dead. I right? love, There's no saving. I will say that I love that they didn't do this, and I 
and I'm, I'm grateful is that they didn't have the veterinarian woman get kidnapped and then he had to go yeah, and save or her. Or have her be any other part of this. Yeah, because that stuff is so cliche and ha- it still happens in every superhero movie. Yeah. And the fact that they somehow avoided that in this, I guarantee you it's probably because no one thought of it. And if they had, they would have done it. But the fact they didn't do that made me happy. That I was like, good, good, because... Um, we don't need to need see it. people. We just no, don't need to see that happen ever again. Can I ask you guys a question? Mm. So we've had some conversations recently um, during January, I think, when we did the um, the Women Month. Yeah. And there was some scenes that seemed just a little gratuitous, right? Out of yep. like a vacuuming topless and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Um, no one has said anything about Tom's... Uh, massive bulge uh, flashes yeah. constantly in this movie or like at some parts we're looking directly up his asshole yep. uh, he's just wearing a little pair of ginch on him and yep. uh, I gotta say would we have talked about that being unnecessary if that was a girl in little brown panties wrestling with the dog if that whole scene was like looking right up her asshole, like the same as Tom. Well, we would have like, definitely we're, talked we're getting, about it. We're we getting did, an eye yeah, full yeah, of the bulge, right? We did mention it when we when we were watching it. We did it. talk about it. Actually, when I, was, when I was just But like, I mean, we have not talked about it as a, no, as we a haven't. part of so the movie, right? L- let's do that because it definitely stood out. Um, it's It was like, <laughs> you have to make a choice, right? When you're making your movies. And it's like, okay, we can show a scene of someone obsessively vacuuming the floor, or we can ask Melanie Griffith if she'd mind doing a topless so we can get some tits in there as well, and it'll make it that much more enjoyable 15-second part of this movie. Someone makes the same call for this, right? They're like, okay, so how does Mr. This character, what's believable that he sleeps in? Well, he's a little neurotic, but he's like obsessive about working out and all this kind of shit, so he'd probably love his body, so he'd probably wear as little as possible. Let's go with it, Tommy. You're ready for it. Boom, boom, boom. I think it's the exact same thing. I think it's it's not even trying to hide that it's being like... Because they repeat it in not just the one scene where he brings the dog in and then talks to the dog about stuff, but it's it happens again later when he tries to wash the dog and ends up falling in the tub. Um, yeah. Right? It's all... It's just pure, like, sex appeal. It's like, let's go. Like, but yeah. what do you guys And I'm not think- against it. I'm just saying it's interesting because you don't frequently see a male actor, I mean, especially Tom Hanks, Jesus, putting the fucking ball cleavage uh, zone in the movie, right? <laughs> Do you think so, that Tom, Tom Hanks stuffed? Do you think that that's just stuffed? That, yeah. Yeah, I think I, he's it, got it, a it, nice set of nards on him. Oh, I know. I was gonna. No, I meant stuffed artificially. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a scene in my underwear all of the time. So I'm gonna give myself a little advantage I, there. And oh I'm no, that's what I'm saying. I think wins. it's all. I think it's all Tom. Ah, okay. Wow. Yeah, I think Tom's got a big set of nuts on him. All right. So if you were an actor, the log, though, I think if, they call. If, him. if you had to do this movie and they ask you to do that, would you want to stop? Like, just because, like, it's gonna be on screen. I'd so ask to not see it. Huge. We're not going no, big. See, I'd ask I've, to see it first, and then I'd be like, bigger, then judge because, like, of course, I'm gonna assume like bigger is better but I, if i if i'm doing it okay and i could at some point be like that was all me and then people be like i bet he stuffed he did it what the fuck like that's the yeah. shit so but if it looked like a little package of raisins then i'd be like okay no we need some grapes in here too i go calling yeah Farrell no i got stuff. i got good balls so that's okay if it was dick shot then no i'm going prosthetic yeah, the balls. Uh, cursed with cursed with the uh, normal dick and and nice balls there you go <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I do that shot on stuff is what I'm saying. There is some if it's from the back like said, that, you can look at it. What are nice balls? The, the bag is sealed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's so right. anyways, Tom has some junk. Yep. So yes, I think it, it was utterly... and. And uh, oh yeah, and then there's the post the post love scene as well, where he's back in his little package. Uh, yeah. So three different distinct scenes in this movie, and they don't do anything with her. They're very modest with her. She's like got the host coat on, and they don't like show enough of the banging to to yeah, be anything in that direction. Yeah, they Tom Hanks junkiness and not her stuff. Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. them. Good good for them. Touchstone. Yeah. Way to be progressive. But. Like let's, gay let's men remember must have this. loved this movie. Gay men probably flock to this movie. There are, um, and like Top Gun <laughs> would be another example of like a similar strategy, right? Like beach volleyball yeah. scene with sweaty topless dudes. Let's go, right? So yeah. I don't know. It's probably less noticeable to us because we're dudes, although we definitely see it and somehow on some level know. But I wouldn't have called it out like as part of the conversation when talking about this movie. Um, no, I just unless just, Brent had brought it, just it up, and did I think stand out to me. You know, I one hundred percent agree. It is it is out there, and so uh, it's kind of also a little counter to the argument. Like, well, oh, it's always this way. It's always the girls being whatevered. Tom Hanks got whatevered in this one, so there you go. Interesting, right? And like for However, the better of the movie, anyone complaining? Uh, Weinstein didn't ask him if he could yeah. jerk off on him or something, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not. That's how, uh, yeah. On the dog, though, I don't know. Maybe he got that. That dog's straight Any, up drooling anyway. jizz with that one. Scene. I also like the similarities between this and Canine Two. Um, there, there's a problem with washing the dog, and so that he has to come up with extreme measures. His That's, are like find yeah, the more dog likely. Movie where they don't struggle to wash the dog. Yeah, yeah. His is more more plausible than Canines, where he just just a bit uses a dog cleaning de- a car wash cleaning device in the backyard yeah as opposed to driving his convertible through a car wash yeah with yeah. the top down and also that's not going to be good good for the dog somebody said somebody said that i think those chemicals are not going to be good for no. its eyes its hair no those are um, industrial cleaning products meant for a car like you're not even supposed to stand in a car wash like that yourself like you probably won't die, but it's not good for you. Dogs got like keen sense of smell and taste. Can you imagine what that's doing to them? Getting oh, that yeah. new car smell all up in their fur? They probably hate that shit. I do like I do like when Hooch gets in the house, Tom Hanks comes outside, screams at him, then lets him in, and Hooch bumps the door and it closes. Locks and him up. Hanks can't get back in. And then when <laughs> Hanks does try and get in, he's barking at Hanks to not let him in. Yeah. I thought that, that that did make me laugh a lot. Like just the fact, like, what a fucking piece of shit that does. <laughs> yeah, he like he locks him out and then won't let him get. Back in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was good. There's moments where the dog definitely made me laugh, and the the, the it has a, the same cute sounds as the uh, canine dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, that, that dog uh, Hooch is in this much more than than Jerry Lee and Kane. Oh, and this dog's better than Jerry Lee, like way better trained yeah. and stuff. It does, has to do lots of crazy stuff in this. Yeah, the throat biting and things like that. So I really appreciate the dog. It is so slobbery I couldn't deal with that. But otherwise, like oh, while God, some people no. might find this dog ugly or scary, I really, really, really 
really like this dog and would totally own one except for the probably the drool problem when it's not yeah, drooling it's that's nice a, is that that's a lot yeah is that drool real or is the, they, they probably that helped it along a little but i think they, I, they must have yeah i didn't see anything on it so it's entirely possible that because nobody's you know, dealing with that shit you well, could like just put a bowl of food drool like crazy yeah. right? no and like his jowls some of these are not dogs conducive. especially these big jowls yeah like john's yeah. saying they're fucking yeah. leak man Ugh, um, well, I would not be able to put up with that. But let, let me tell you uh, uh, one more thing about. Uh, well, I don't know about one more thing, but I want to talk more about the case because that's where I think this movie drops the ball. It splits time evenly between Turner and Hooch, Turner and um, Emily, and Turner and Boyette. And we so we don't get enough time where I think we should have, which is with Boyette. But. Um, you don't know for sure that Boyette's the bad guy. Well, I guess actually, yes, you do, because he orders that he doesn't really order the death. Who are we like? Who's the main antagonist of this movie? Obviously, Craig T is the ultimate one of the ultimate bad guys, except we don't get to find that out at the end. And we don't find out why until he monologues about it. Um, the guy who like we kind of hate most is the backstabby guy just ends up getting arrested and quietly shipped away. So it like and, and while Hooch did have his jaws around the guy's throat, once we catch that guy, then I'm kind of like satisfied that the inciting incident was resolved. But instead, it's on to chase Boyette and try and shut down his operation now, which I didn't really care tons about. Like, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, does Boyette seem like, like the bad bad guy? I think it's because it's all done through, like you said, monologuing. Like everything's explained, like near the near, near the very finale of the movie. There, there's no he doesn't find out all of these things, you know, over time or through investigation. It's just told, spouted off to him at the end of the movie. Like so, like we're we're yeah. supposed to be left with like, okay, so I guess now we finally fucking know because this dude told us. Yeah. He, like he's Tom realizes stuff in his head that he doesn't say out loud to us or to anyone else. Like he, he say it to Hooch. He figure yeah, <laughs> like he's he figures out the bag like the baggies, I guess that's how he puts it together that he knows the shit's in the ice. But I yeah, didn't really there's still there's no nothing to there. get me there. Right? Like his gotcha is a leap. Like that very easily yeah. could have been not evidenced, right? Or like the one he shot like had fish and there's some other like trick to it that they use. Or they don't do it all the time, like I don't get like why they're laundering money. They just are, and so some they're putting money out on fish. That's like not enough for me to be like interested in that whole operation. Um. So anyway, it like it's weak sauce for me by the end of it. Like, of course, I hate that Boyette shoots um, Hooch, and like so I don't care when Craig T then turns and kills. But Craig T is like knowing he's the bad guy throughout this movie and watching it. Um, he just kind of makes them stop believing in their leads but i i don't know I'm, I'm i'm impressed to think of a specific example where you know other than the end when he said he brought back up and he didn't but any other time that he he would have been the one to shut down the investigation so yeah. uh it is no, kind he, of a he doesn't he doesn't really seem to oppose it that much uh there's not you know yeah he doesn't stop them he's just like more. oh that's a reach you know oh, i don't know that doesn't make sense scott and he's like oh but i have a feeling it's like i don't know David, yeah, it's like on you. So such an evil organization, you know. I guess not. The yeah. old dock worker guys and stuff, and then that's the way they act. It's yeah. Little, that guy also that killed uh, Amos also like slit that other guy's throat like right on the other dock. That guy's like a crazy, 
crazy killer. Yeah. Like, so he just gets he, arrested like, just and fades away. Just, like, he kills two people within like a 15 minute period or a 10 minute period. And we, the cops will yeah. never even know about the other guy because they apparently got rid of that body. Yeah, why didn't they get rid of it? Oh, because of the dog. I that's guess, right. but that's not an unsolvable situation either, you know? Oh, just shoot the dog. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I don't, they, like, they did a, not a good job of cleaning up their tracks. No, the, they, the, like, left the bad all. guys are dummies. They shouldn't, like, they shouldn't have done it anyway. No. Like, that old man was always complaining. It shouldn't have been go take care of it, like, in that moment. But, you know, like, you can't just be murdering people in the community. Your own workers, maybe you could make one disappear every six months, maybe. But, like, if it's like, oh, no, kill this guy for stealing. Oh, no, kill that old man. Oh, kill this. Like, murder is right next to my place of illegal business. It's just, it's fucking ridiculously stupid. And then the, the guy runs his fucking stupid decision and that he can see them chasing him. I don't like that. And, and then then we don't know anything because we the guy we're focused on just gets arrested oh god damn it and it's not satisfying and then oh no it's really coach and it's like fuck i don't care and his 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 plan was to just like turn around and take his shotgun i'll just take it and then i'll point it at him and Ah. reginald veljay won't be no anywhere because i came in without backup why did he need to bring craig t to that site he knows like did he need him to confess i guess and shoots him yeah or yeah shoots him on the spot I also know that Craig T um, uh, would never have offered him. Well, there's the, they have oh, to yeah. stall. They have to stall so that that cooch can bite his leg, yeah. so that Tom Hanks can get the upper hand. Yeah, and they stall by him offering Tom Hanks to like to like lie that that they killed that guy together and yeah. that they found out about this. There's no fucking way he would have done that. He just would have killed him. He knows Tom Hanks' character well enough to know that that offer would never have have been appealing to Tom Hanks. Yeah. So he would have just shot him. He should so have said, down on your knees, picked up Boyette's gun, killed it, killed him, and made it look like Boyette killed Scott. I killed yeah. Boyette. That's it, right? Yeah. Case closed. But no, that doesn't happen either. See, that's where Reginald Veljay could have come in at the very end to save <clears> things. <throat> When yeah, there's fucking like Reginald. The evil men with dire augs coming up out of body bags, and Reginald Veljay is like, "Whoa, that should have been it, man." This that is the thing been about it. this movie: is that this movie has all of the ingredients it needs to be a really good movie. Yep, but they misapply them. Like this they is just it. this yeah. is just, uh, you know, this is a it's a stealing miss. success or ste- yeah, stealing success from the grasp of whatever the fuck they. What is that saying? For, oh. Stealing, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, or stealing, stealing defeat from the modes of victory. Yeah, is what the, I think it is, right? I, I agree. Something I think like that. I think it had all the right elements. I think they could have made the criminal element stronger. The thing that really raised the stakes because it put Scott in danger, it put Hooch in danger. It was interesting to watch. Should have been then a love interest who's also the vet, so we can get her involved in the stuff at the end. Maybe not so much there, like they're they're going to be married and you have to sell it so hard that they're like when she's pregnant at the end and they have all the puppies. Can a puppy, if, if two dogs fuck of different breeds, can some of the babies be type A and some of the babies be type B in the same litter or... Man, I'm really it, not sure. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't I know thought either. They kind of just melted, right? Like, <laughs> I thought so too. Like I had a kid, and she's neither my, my, my her mom or me. Yeah, like, she's a new thing. She's right? a new thing. So dogs yeah. are that? Isn't that how we make new I, species? I, but they were like I didn't mostly even think about lassies. That until you said it. You know? Yeah, when you right? see crosses between. Yeah, when you see crosses, they don't. 
they don't look like pure. Some of them don't look like pure beds of one. Yeah, or the, other. the other is they pure don't beds do of the that. other. And man, do I want to see what those two dogs would create because they are pretty much opposite sides of the aisle type of dogs. Yeah. Uh, just a giant drooling. There's got to be a way to Google that. Though. What happens there? What yeah, is sure. her dog? What kind of dog is hers? They're collies, border collie here. So border collie and this. Someone looked that up. French I can't find Google images. I'm not gonna so look up sex. what happens when a, a collie fucks a French mastiff. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, John's like, I don't want my Google search. No fuck that in there. Fuck That's that. not a bad Google search thing. No one's going to flag that. All right. <laughs> what did you say it was? A, uh, a, a border collie. A border collie. Just Cross maybe just a, a collie, yeah. What is it, a French Mastiff? Yeah. Share your screen when you're done. And then after Brent, Brent does share this fucking mutant, <laughs> um, the big question is, does it does it hold up? Yeah, uh, I can go first just to get the ball okay, rolling. Well, it doesn't. But I still want to see this image, though. Yeah, yeah, we will. It doesn't hold up, <laughs> though, unfortunately. Um, it's disappointing in a way because it, it has good elements, good parts. Like, you can just take something about this, like naked, nearly naked Tom, and you're like, this is good. This is good movie. This is good for my eye holes. Um, but then it's like, now there's a lot of that, and then there's a lot of, a lot of t- too much of the wrong things, I think, is where it's going. Um, this could have been a nice little taut, suspenseful, romantic comedy drama um but it ends up being three parts of mild suspense with uh fast developing commitments and life partners and a bonding of a man and a dog uh yeah so it's just not that interesting honestly to watch it's boring since brent's still looking up stuff i will uh i will go and say no it's too far away so it's like if you took uh, hooch elongated the snout a little bit um, to like it kind of looks like a like a furry pit bull to tell you the truth mm. uh, cool I a send little bit s- like a furry pit bull text me the picture because like we couldn't see it yeah well, how about you just google uh, border collie and yeah. fucking, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post it on our Instagram that's what we'll do yeah there you anyway, go we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the poster maybe <laughs> movies of disappointment does not hold up who's next yeah it doesn't hold up it's I just find it I just I just honestly I found it boring I, I just I can't believe how boring it is like there's parts that are funny and there's parts that are good but in the end of the day the investigation isn't good it doesn't go anywhere and it just all gets explained at the end in voiceover. Like when they do it in Lethal Weapon, at least, when like they in the original Lethal Weapon, when they go to the guy and they ask him where he's getting his drugs and he talks about how when he was in Nam, he hooked up with these guys and they've been bringing in the heroin. That's in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Right. So and they we lead know to that with on. Mercury switches and fucking special forces tattoos. So it makes yeah. sense that you get there. Yeah. And then they go there. But in this, it's just they do that at the end. It they is. have that for the end. It's the same guys. It's Shadow whatever. Shadow Company. Shadow Company. <laughs> it's same guys, it's man. Boyette was in Shadow Company. He said he was in the army. He got into some shit. And by the time he figured it out, like it was too late. And he could either be a part of it or he could take a bullet in the head. Did he say Shadow Company? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's the same okay. thing. He knows the colonel. And he knew Gary Busey, too, before he died. That's right. Joshua. So anyways, Brent... <laughs> It does not hold up for me. Uh, I'm very sorry. No, I actually I love, really thought hey, it was. I like Turner. I like Hooch. Uh, but I don't like them together in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, the case, I think, is really the biggest flaw. 
the case is a huge flaw. And also, like John said, that the extreme segment segmentation of the different parts of this movie, like this movie is three movies. This yeah. this should have been uh, a three part miniseries, maybe right. And just like different explorations of a character with no fucking harmony because I don't really give a fuck about these things. This is like home life dog uh, friend thing and then case that doesn't make sense. It just flows too weirdly. Like we spend so much time building their relationship. Like we have to go through the painting and the walking and the I I don't know. Like they usually do that stuff a little quicker because you just get it like they're attractive people. They're in the right situation. They bang. That's great, but he he talks more things off her than he does off his actual partner, which is Reginald Veljay. Um, so it just muddles it. It gives you. It ends up having more more with her and that whole side of things than you real. That's the least thing you should be caring about is Scott's personal life, right? He's got a murder to solve, and he's got a new dog that's tearing his life apart. Like those are the big things that should be the most interesting. But then it's like, no, no. Now we got to know Scott's also going to be set up for life with you know romantically because that's essential. This movie John's is a rom dramedy. John's <laughs> nickname for Reginald Val Johnson's Reginald Val J, and that's what we shall call him going forward. He <laughs> has a it. nickname now. Reggie Reginald Val J. So is, and so it has been. So declared. it has been. Yeah. So we'll are going forward to be Reginald Val J. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Now he's all remember his name. Uh, so we we're gonna do Sea Biscuit next week. Woo! Dun, 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 dun. Toby McGuire. Yeah, I, I, for Toby. A horse. Yeah, I might not have actually seen Seabiscuit <laughs> all the way through. So, I saw it once. Excellent. I don't, I don't remember. I'm looking it. forward. I, I think saw it once too, and my prediction is that it does hold up. Yeah, I think it's gonna blow. It, it was nominated for a bunch of awards. It's more of a dramatic movie than, well, obviously than either of these two fucking movies. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Nice. I remember it being a good flick though. Yeah, and I, and I don't, and I'm not a fan of Toby, so. Uh, so I feel like that's a sincere criticism about the movie because otherwise yeah. I would just... It's been a while, though. It'll be interesting to see if it's anywhere near the same yeah. seeing it yeah. this time. I think, right. um, interestingly enough, the, the Oscars just passed, fellas, um, and uh, everything, everywhere, all at once took a bunch of awards and Best Picture included with it's some Best Actor stuff. Movie. I know both of you had seen it. Uh, I've seen it twice myself. Thoughts, comments to leave our audience with so that they know what you think? I mean, if I think... Edited, if they would have edited out 45 minutes, it could have been Best Picture. That movie but, had had all the ingredients. Yeah, it went for it. That's what I loved about it. I did Me not too. think it was the best movie of the year. I love the go. I love that um, Michelle Yeoh um, and Short Round won Oscars. Like, that's yes. that's a fun, yeah. fun, fun story. And they, they did amazing in the film. The film has some really interesting ideas, like it hits on some like almost Rick and Morty level stuff, which is like very pleasant. But yeah, yeah. the length of it, they they end up hitting some of the things too hard. Um, even Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she was the most deserving of the Oscars of all three because um, she crushed it in that movie. I watched that movie yeah. and she had been in a scene for like 15 minutes and I'm like, that's fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. I have, I have no problem with the the actor mm. nominations at all. I think the actor nominations were good and I, I do think it was an uh, original, unique story yeah. that that once again, though, two two hours and 19 minutes, yeah. You if you would have edited that movie down to 90 fucking minutes, you would have had a great, 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 great fucking movie. Maybe best movie of the year. Yeah. 
Um, but at two hours and 19 minutes, it is a fucking schlog. Uh, confusing. There's things that aren't motivated in it. It's a fucking mess. Like, I don't know why there's no one who can edit their own movie anymore because they're allowing the directors to edit their movies is the problem. Someone could have, some amazing editor would have made that movie shine. Yeah. Like, taking all of the best of it and, and like, once again, less is more and there's way too much in that movie. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, cool. Totally agree. Cool. I knew that was kind of hanging out there, and um, there are a lot of movies like this these days that just like end up hitting big, and people really, really get into. And I wonder if they've like, no one should have to watch a movie twice, but like you kind of gotta, you kind of watch a movie, and the, after I saw it the first time, all I could think after I saw it was, this dip movie did something so big and different that I I liked it, but I can't say it was a great movie. And so I asked you yeah. guys to watch it and both of you did. And then I watched it a second time and it was, it just hit so different the second time. I was like, Oh no, like, Oh, we're back here. We're doing this again. Like didn't need to. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to shoot too much. It's actually a really good idea to shoot a lot because yeah. then you, when you do get into the editing room, you have choices and, and you can edit things out of sequence and come up with ideas in that room that you never thought of when you were filming it. But but to not edit it then that way uh, is a problem. That is it is that that movie to me was a was a was a really sad story actually because like I do I do like the movie I liked watching it I was happy I did watch it and I'll watch it again probably at some point but I won't rush to because like Colin said it is so long but it's awesome on a on a bunch of notes but like really yeah. they and like John said they went for it. And I love that they went for it. And even some of the reaches, like it's not too far for me. No. It's just too much yeah, of too far. That's right. Like, you don't drill it home that much. Like I get it. And then it, if you do it too much, it becomes more ordinary and it starts to become blase, a little boring, right? I want to move on from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like any of the, the Jurassic Park movies, like are, since the first one are huge fails because of that. Yeah. They, they just want to get as much of the dinosaurs in and chases and stuff. I tried watching the new Jurassic Park. Since when did everybody become like superheroes going on missions yeah. and stuff? Like I couldn't watch it. No, I turned <laughs> they it were off like, It's the Fast and the it, Furious with dinosaurs, it was like, right? It's, yes, it totally was. You're totally right. They're all of a sudden... They're like an elite team or something. It was so it didn't make any sense. Yeah, you look, you look, you look. How many people are like mega out there? That's the crop, right? Yeah. That's the uh, even if you watch it on Rotten, even if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it only got a thirty-five percent that Jurassic oh, yeah. Park movie. Like 35? even like the masses seems, hated it. Seems super high. Yeah, but people just thirty-five. Like, that's a third <laughs> of yeah. people who can't get over like. Well, those are the dinosaurs, <laughs> and that those same people love Transformers too. They do. Oh, well, yeah, the I watched the first Transformers, and I'm proud to say, I never have watched another one. Yeah, you are right in doing that. By the way, yeah, same thing with Spider Man. I watched first Spider Man. I've never seen another Spider Man. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did see the animated one. Oh, I'm lying. I did see the second this one. Into the Spider Verse is great. Into the Spider Verse is really, and they're good. making I, another one. I was one laughing. I was laughing last night because uh, when Dave and Jeff were in were in London, uh, D- Dave's whole family wanted someone in Dave's family wanted to go see Avatar two, and Jeff decided not to go with them and go to a pub and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I shook his hand. I was like, "Good for you, man. Good for hold strong." Yeah, yeah. don't go and, see that. And we did shit. receive confirmation that it was a horrid. Yeah, 
Yeah. As you'd Other guess, than the like, special effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much, man. It's too much. Really that one's three hours and 50 I know. Like, just long. make a mini series, right? Spend half the money, make it look half as good, but like, give it, do a mini series, build out your world, have a long, drawn out, boring story about whatever the fuck it's about. Oh, and then there's a Somebody new race in the water. Fuck off. Someone will come yeah. along and take the special effects that he's advanced and perfected and hopefully write a good script and make a good movie with those special effects. Yeah. I mean, that's the best thing that could come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, James Cameron's important for that reason, right? He, totally. He does push the envelope, and, and he's and he's wicked at doing that. But, I mean, this movie, I'm not excited to see it, and he's no. going to make more. Yeah, much more. Two much more. more. I think they've already shot most of the other two, and they're just editing it now. Man. No, no, I think they did a bunch simultaneous, yeah. So yeah, look yeah. Forward to I some, don't know if all of it, yeah. but... Ugh, yeah, yeah cheaper that way when you have all the actors yeah. anyway um hopefully Good. we'll start seeing some better more original stuff like um everything, everything everywhere uh and so yeah you're right actually in saying that that is the best part of that movie is that it is once again um throwing <clears throat> creativity at the top marks yeah and the more that i think people see that getting rewarded i think that we will enter um a renewed um you know, like a twilight of of, of film I, for a bit. I, we'll I, get some really good shit. Over yeah, there. it won. Yeah. It won. You're right. It 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 showed people that um it won best picture, but like something won best picture that was unique and different and out there. So yeah, that is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. To unfortunately, I'm just trying to think of what was the best picture for last year. I don't think I don't. I'd have to look at the nominees. I don't know if anything that was nominated. I didn't see some uh, of the like the Banshees of Inisherin and what whatever. No, that's supposed to watch be, that, that's supposed to be yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. <coughs> All right, fellas. Anyways. Well, let's uh, let's get out of here. We'll come back at you next week with Sea Biscuit. Looking forward to that one. Hopefully, it gets a little step above Mister Hooch and Turner and Jerry Lee and Belouche. Let's move on to Toby and see what he's got to offer. And the horse, whatever the horse's name is in real life. We'll figure that one out next week. So uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for coming for this one. Um, And as always, between now and then, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.